What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HillVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And today we're going to get really fucking nerdy about training. (laughs) Hella nerdy. Like more than you'll probably ever need to know, but it's going to help you get a lot more out of your gym sessions and that, friends kicks ass all the asses (laughs) yeah it's um it's one of those things where is it information that you like need to know probably not but if you're dedicating your time and effort to going to the gym and like moving with intent and like not hurting yourself it's super fucking useful to know yeah so we're going to talk about the at least seven laws of training they're more depending on who you ask um they're all valid but we're only going to cover like the main seven today and we're yeah. going to go super quick. This isn't going to be like a three hour long episode. We promise. No. Uh, probably quick not. Quick and dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, quick and dirty. It's for dummies, I guess. But you're not a dummy. So I, we can't call it that. Cliff notes to whatever. Yeah. The laws of draining, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so these laws all overlap somewhat yeah. and they rely on each other to give you the best effect of working out. So that's that's the other thing. Like they're all complementary in some way, and we'll talk about that as we go, and I'll wrap it up at the end with a nice little bow on top, and it'll yeah. all fucking make sense, I promise. Yes. Um, but what makes these laws of training actually work? How they are used to your best advantage. That's mm. what makes them work. And the thing about that is nobody knows what the fuck that is but you. So yeah. that's why this information is overall like the most useful. Exactly. Um, knowledge is power, right? Please don't sue us. G.I. Joe. Uh, <laughs> so let's do this shit. Okay. So the first one we're going to cover is the law of individual differences. We've referenced this before, but we're actually going to dive into like what exactly that means. Everyone has a different genetic blueprint. We've also talked about that quite a bit before. Yes. We eat a lot of the same things. We work out pretty much the same exact way, but we look very different. Yeah. Um, we all have similar responses though, to the training that you're doing. So when we say all the time, your (laughs) mileage may vary. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. As human beings, we all kind of have the same responses to physical stimuli, but it won't be exactly the same across the board. Right. And that's like when we talk about as a personal trainer, by the way, which I am, if you've not listened to us before, hi, I'm Sadie. I'm an (laughs) ISSA certified personal trainer. Um, Been working out for the better part of a decade. So yes, we're not new to this arena, but um, credibility is super fucking important. So there you go. Um, 
But this, like when I talk about as a personal trainer, when I prescribe you a plan, when you come to me as a new client, it's gonna kind of be broad strokes at first because of the law of individual differences. I know that these things are going to work in some capacity, but I don't know how fast and how, how like effective they're going to be for you. Right. So when, when we talk about why a coach is important, why a personal trainer is important, Mm -hmm. sure. We can all go read message boards on Reddit, but if you don't know how to manipulate that information to fit your genetic blueprint, you're fucked. Yeah. Because we aren't all the same at all. We're not. We're not the same. None of yeah. us are chemically exactly the same. Physiologically, we are not. We all move differently. We all have our own ticks. We all have <laughs> our own fucking allergy. Like, we're all flawed in our own man- magnificent ways because yes. that's just how humans are. <laughs> um, so some people will adapt faster than others. And that's important to remember for two reasons. One, the most important reason is it helps you set realistic goals. We've talked about this a lot, I feel like, on the podcast. Um, When you are doing anything in life, you need to set realistic goals. Yes, we all want to shoot for the moon and we want to, you know, fuck a Playboy model or a rock star or, (laughs) you know, that's just not realistic for some people. And if that's not realistic for you, then you need to figure out what is. So when you're talking about training, you need to figure out, okay, Here's what I'm capable of doing right now. How do I turn this into a goal for 6, 12, 18 months down the line? How do I build upon that? And when we talk about setting goals too, we're not talking about broad brush stroke goals. Like I want to lose 50 pounds. Okay. Micromanage (laughs) that shit. I, I would like to, by a certain date, be able to do this. The number on the scale isn't important here. No. It's also like... I want to put, it's not even a caveat. I just want to mention too, like having goals when it comes to wanting to lift more weight, you need to think about it more incrementally than just, I want to deadlift 200 pounds. Yep. That's awesome. But how do you put those pieces in place to actually get you to that? Yeah. Because the time between I want to deadlift 200 pounds and actually deadlifting 200 pounds is years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Unless you are already like some level of competitive athlete taking a little time off and then coming back into mm-hmm. lifting, like going from novice brand or brand new to 200 pounds in four months probably isn't realistic. No. So you need to think about that. Like I kind of do it by like the law of fours. So I yeah. do four week increments and then you just kind of bust it from there and then you do quarterly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I have a four week goal. What's my 12 week goal. Right. And then yeah. you put your eight and you put your eight week goal in there as the intermediary too, because let's be honest, patting yourself on the back always fucking feels good. So make right. sure that a you're making goals that are actually attainable for you in this period of time. Spoiler alert: your goals don't have to be fucking earth cha- earth shattering things in thirty days. Like, bitty bitty. Let's let's take a second to take a time out from talking about training to talk about how the diet industry has fucked all of us into thinking that you can change your life in thirty, sixty, or ninety days. You can't unless you're like quitting drugs or alcohol. Right. Like and and when we talk about fitness, it's so not fucking realistic to think that you're going to go from being like a BMI of 28 to fucking shredded in 90 days. No, that's one. That's dangerous. Yes. And if and if anyone's telling that you, you that you can do that in a healthful way, run away. No, they're wrong. They are not telling you the truth. Um, it's also like, the reason I brought that up is because we've talked about this before, but you have to realize that, like you just said, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So setting a goal for wanting to go from, let's say you're deadlifting 95 pounds to trying to lift 
deadlift 200 in a month. That's not realistic no. for anybody. Personally, it took me going from putting, okay, so I used to do consistently for a while, 135 pounds. So a men's bar, 45 with 45s on each side. From there, I think it probably took me at least another year and a half to two years to get up to lifting my max deadlift, which is 205. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's not even that, that's not even that impressive. Yeah. So when you look at athletes like Olympic weightlifters, you really have to think about their training every fucking day for a reason, because they have to make up that time in between that Mm -hmm. we would normally get as regular human beings. Yeah. Like when you see Maddie Rogers lifting seven days a week, she actually does because that's her training. That's what her coach and her have decided are best for her. And that's perfect because you know what? She's the one that has to do it. And if she feels good and she's bringing her best shit to training, like eight out of 10 days. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. That's great. But that's not going to be the case for everyone. And you need to realize that you might not be able to work out seven days a week and have it be sustainable for your schedule, for your sanity or for the way that your body feels. Yeah. You'll just be fucking wrecked. And that's like the realistic goals thing. Like I want to like we could hammer that home every single fucking. I mean, honestly, we could. And it honestly leads itself really well into the next point under this law of training. Like you do have to be patient with yourself, but setting those realistic goals is super important. You make them into bite-sized little uh, chunks. Yeah. Those snowflakes that we talk about to build your snowman, those are those smaller bite-sized more realistic goals that get you to the bigger picture. Yeah. It's the fun size Snickers bar in the yes. bag of Halloween candy because yes. tis the season, motherfuckers. <laughs> the spooky. Uh, um, the, the reason that this, all this fucking discussion about goals is really important. Uh, hi, we're coming back into fucking actually yeah. talking about the law of individual differences again. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. Um, this helps you from getting frustrated Yeah, because you're going to get frustrated with so many things along the way, if you're new and if you're experienced already in fitness and nutrition, if you've been doing this shit for a while, you're nodding your head right now. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, I get frustrated all the time. It happens. So you have to, you have to get used to being frustrated because you're not seeing life fucking changing or shattering progress in 60 days. It's not going to happen that way. You still have to go to the gym and kill it every day because it's going to fucking matter. You still need to pay attention to what you're putting in your face hole every day because it's going to fucking matter, mm-hmm. but it pays off in the long run. And that's the hardest part. Seeing the, seeing the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So you, have like, to be, you really do have to be a big picture kind of person if you're going to rock this shit. And if you're not, it takes a lot of practice to get there. Well, and in in I'm going to go back to therapy for a second, but in therapy, they tell you to play the tape through. So when you play the tape through, you have to, it's, it's literally playing the tape through to the end goal. Yeah. They make you zoom out and watch the whole thing. Yeah. So like, what are you doing like repetitively that is a roadblock for your goals? You're going to have to include those and be a realistic with yourself, just like you are with your goals, but yeah. play the tape through. Where do you want to get to? Yeah. Big fucking picture. That's why the Big end goal picture. is important, yes. but the end goal is always allowed to change too. If yes. you don't, if you don't want that to be your goal in six months anymore, that's fine. No one said that you have to keep what you're doing. Right. Exactly. You're allowed You're allowed to evolve in all capacities and all fronts of your life. Like, if anybody ever tells you to stay in a box, tell them to fuck off and leave. Yeah. 
I don't want you in my box. Get, Get out, the of, fuck my box. out of my box. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can interpret that however you would like. And that's what I said. Um, <laughs> the next law we want to talk about is overcompensation. So overcompensation is a survival mechanism of your body. It's something that we all have, mm-hmm. every single human being. And we don't ever have to think about actually putting the process into motion. Our body does it for us. So I was writing these last night and I was, I'm, I'm a fucking nerd. Hi, I don't know. I don't know if you realize this, but if you follow me on any social media, you know that I am like super dork obsessed with like 20,000 different things. Um, But fitness is one of them and science is one of them. I've always been a science dork, even though I am shit at math. So I was I was reading about the law of overcompensation for like a refresher before I broke it down into this today. And um, it's like, yeah, dude, our bodies are fucking amazing. The ways that they adapt that we don't even realize yeah. That they just do it so that we don't die is fucking incredible. Yeah. This is why you should celebrate what your body can do for you instead of punishing yourself because you don't look a certain way. Yes, absolutely. You're still alive and you're 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 literally literally breathing and you don't realize you're doing it. Dude, you have been almost two years into like the worst global pandemic in the history of humankind. You're fucking alive still. You're killing it. You're doing great. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. We're all like, I have this gas station that we go to all the time and there's always the same dude working and he's always like, how are you? I'm like, ain't dead yet. So I yeah. guess it's a good fucking day, right? <laughs> right. Or you can complain that you're not dead yet, I guess. It just yeah. depends on how you're feeling that day. But like the ways that your body adapts in fitness that you don't realize, like calluses. Calluses are a really good example. Mine are almost gone because I've been on a vacation from lifting heavy because my knees all fucked up. But um, they're a great, great example of overcompensation. Yeah. They build up on your hands in a response to friction, be that from like weightlifting, playing guitar. Maybe you're a drummer, like anything that you do repetitively, your hands will will fucking adapt to make sure that, hey, that doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, cool. The calluses on my fingers are back because I'm playing guitar more often. Right. Funny how that works. Right. <laughs> it's almost like your body's keeping you accountable to do the things you like. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's helping you. It's helping you. <laughs> it, it is your best assistant. Yeah. So with that in mind, your muscles do the same thing. Yes. They grow in size and strength in response to training. So we're going to we're going to loop that into the next part, which Mm. is the law, the overload law. So overcompensation and overload, you kind of see how this is starting to like overlap and sort of build a pyramid now. Right. That Venn diagram starting to look more like a flower. Mm -hmm. Um, So this law says that to get stronger, you need to use resistance greater than you normally encounter. So that basically just says challenge yourself. Yes. Um, And when we talk about challenging weights, we usually say, okay, if you're doing eight to 12 reps, make sure that those last three or four just are, if you're doing eight reps, you want the last two. Yeah. Um, If you're doing 10, you want the last like three. It's like the last quarter of your reps. You just want them. You want to make sure that they're difficult, but not impossible. Right. Because that means a failure. Yeah. You don't want to, sometimes you want to go to failure. Sometimes training to failure is great. And we do, we do utilize that from time to time, but that's not generally the way that I like to go as a plan of attack. Um, But you want your muscles to be exhausted, yeah, but not unable to perform right. what you're trying to do. Plus, the other thing is, if you're going to start doing like CrossFit or Olympic weightlifting or powerlifting or stuff like that, like you need to learn how to operate with your muscles under fatigue. You need to know what that feels like. You need to know how to push through it. You need to, like, there's a whole lot of shit yeah. that you got to do. Yeah. And that that's part of the reason why I don't always do train to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we talk about challenging weights, that's what we're talking yes. about. So don't make it impossible. Do do a set of 10. Do a warm-up set. We always say do a warm-up set. So yeah. if your warm-up set feels pretty light, go to the next one. And if your first working set still feels light, go to the next mm-hmm. one. And if that one is pretty tough at the end, keep it. Yep. Like, um, 
don't don't overthink it. Like just yeah. make it challenging, but you don't have to make it too challenging. Progress is progress and you don't want to hurt yourself. So yes, exactly. a little progress is way better than big progress, but then hurting yourself two days later and then being sidelined for six months. Right. Exactly. So this is all well and good. Yeah. But so the problem that comes with overloading is that as you get stronger and stronger, your body will hit a point where it can no longer be challenged. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been to that point before. Plateau. It's called plateau. a plateau. Um, so in, in regards to training, when you get to that point, so say that like, so I had someone message us on Instagram today and I haven't responded yet. So if you sent me a message, <laughs> sorry, uh, it's been busy lately. I like running social media for a podcast that has like 10,000 followers on all the social media platforms is kind of like crazy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but Sorry if we don't respond right away. We're doing other shit too, but we still like you. We don't hate you. <laughs> I'm that person that's like, they didn't respond. They must not like me. No, we just haven't answered you yet. Or I typed it and never hit send. Um, but your body is going to hit a point where your your workouts of like eight supersets of, you know, 10 to 12 reps are really high weights. They're challenging, but you're not tired anymore. This is when you're going to have to like reevaluate your training plan. Yep. Um, when we talk about goals changing, so this is like, for me personally, we were lifting a lot of bodybuilding style stuff to start. And then we plateaued. And that's when I was like, okay, I want to fuck around with Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Um, you can do that. You can change your discipline. Um, or you can do like a split scheme in your training plan. So we've talked about push pull leg splits a lot. Yep. If you're plateauing, now is the time to first reevaluate what you're doing in the gym before you reevaluate what you're eating. Yeah, because you might just need to change what you're doing in the gym. Your nutrition might be on point. Your fucking work in the gym just might not be what it needs to yeah, be to make that challenge again. Yeah. Um, the only other alternative, like we were just talking about, is that you're going to hit your plateau. Yeah. Okay. So, or worse, you're going to overtrain. Mm. So you hit that plateau and you think you need to just go harder when really what you probably needed to do is change what you're doing in the gym. Yeah. That's why we talked in the periodization episode about why it's so important to break that stuff off into chunks. And then at a certain point in your cycle, you're changing so that you don't plateau. Yep. Um, so if that's where you're at right now, like I just said, periodization, new best friend. It's yeah. episode 50. We taught, we cover an entire episode. Yeah, talking it's like about 45 it. minutes of us talking about periodization. Yeah. So if you have questions about that, check that one out for sure. If you haven't yet. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, again, your mileage may vary. Sorry, I hate to fucking say that because it's yeah. really vague and people are, think that's a cop-out answer, but it, for real, I can't I can't tell you what's going to happen. But that's the shitty part is that even I don't know what will happen with my body and I've been yeah. doing this shit for years. You know, sometimes you have to tweak one thing and it's like, Holy that's shit. all I had to do. Yeah, so I <laughs> like, my I've done, I've changed my training so much in a five-year period of time. I was doing progressive overload and then I was training complimentary to a half marathon. And then I got into CrossFit style. And then I just, I keep changing it because one, it constantly challenges me mentally to keep changing it. But I also then feel like I plateau less. Yes. Um, variety is the spice of, of life, right? Yeah. Like we say that all of the time on this podcast, but variety becomes your friend at a certain point, especially if you're at, like pretty far into your journey, even if you're in the middle of it, whatever that means to you. And you've gotten bored. Sometimes it's yeah. even boredom. So you're not lifting as hard as you would because you're fucking bored. Change it up. Yeah, that's why I You'd like surprised. That's why I like power building stuff. That's why I like CrossFit stuff. That's why I like Olympic lifting stuff. Because if you fuck around in those disciplines, there's enough different stuff that you can do within your sandbox without leaving. Yeah. 
to just get you by until you are fully mentally focused again. Like you don't have to leave your sandbox. If you are doing CrossFit and you're sick of doing CrossFit right now, fuck around with some Olympic lifting. You know how to do those lifts. Do EMOMs, do some Metcons, like Olympic lifting, same thing. Like if you've, if you've been doing a really, you know, kind of a lack like the bitch work, it's important, but it it gets fucking boring. It does. Let's get honest. (laughs) It's fucking boring. But if, fucking girls do i need to do there are variations of everything too though like the internet can be your friend just make sure it's a reputable person that's showing you this shit but there are different variations of every single movement every single one so if you're bored with doing just a regular ass fucking curl there's like 75 different fucking ways to do a curl yeah you got a cable machine you cable curls you've got dumbbells do hammer curls you you know there's there's yeah. a million different things and we have a supercomputer in our pocket 24 7 365 and i think people don't utilize that shit enough yeah like you're in the, the things- gym and you're like i fucking don't want to do regular yeah. ass curls today pop in curl alternatives yeah blah, blah, blah. There's like <laughs> right zillion. there yeah um so yeah always check your resources though make sure that whoever is telling you what to do actually knows what they're talking about because the form doesn't look right it's probably not yeah find something else there's a lot of people on the internet that don't have like we said before credentials aren't vital to whether or not someone's information is good but sometimes if you're questioning shit yeah take it out if someone looks questionable and they have a credential okay fine but if someone's questionable and they don't have a credential, fucking run far, yeah. far away. Please <laughs> save <go>. yourself. Save <laughs> yourself. Um, the next part of training law that we're going to talk about is the SED principle. So SED stands for Specific Adaptation to Impose Demands. I feel smart saying that. <laughs> um, so say you want to train to be more explosive. Spoiler alert. You're going to have to train explosively. Plyo, mm-hmm. compound, barbell movements, sprinting, that kind of shit. Yes. Um I feel like it's an obvious answer, but it's not an obvious answer. Sometimes right. people think that you have to do this really weird, bizarre shit that you see on Instagram yeah. to attain this goal. It's like, no, if you want to get X thing, you need to break it down and do the most basic parts of the training to get the result. Yes, exactly. Like, I know that there's kind of a lot of big words when you say specific adapt- adaptation <laughs> to impose demands, but all that's really saying is fucking train for what you want to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, so you want to that's the specific adaptation. Part. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's the specific part of set. Yeah, yeah. Um, want more limit strength. That's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you also need to use heavier loads than if you're trying to maintain your muscle mass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Building building one rep max, you know, strength is going to require completely different training than if you're just trying to maintain mass for uh, an upcoming thing mm-hmm. or like if you're doing a bodybuilding competition because yep. the movements required to do powerlifting versus a bodybuilder who is two weeks out from show and is barely eating anything and mm-hmm. just drinking water uh is, they're very different because yeah. one person's eating a shit ton and the other person isn't yeah um bodybuilding is such a hard sport dude yeah it's so difficult oh, thanks not for me i personally. i'm pretty strong-willed but i'm not strong-willed enough to no, be a bodybuilder i'm not disciplined enough uh-uh. to, to do I, what i'd have to do i mean when i have caffeine and food without it <laughs> everybody exactly uh so you want to run or bike a long distance guess what you're gonna have to learn how to tax your cardiovascular system while working those muscles at the same time which means you're going to have to run or bike to train for that marathon that yep. you're going to run or bike. You know what's also very helpful with both of those things? Metcons. Yes, they are. And Metcons, metabolic conditioning is what a Metcon, what it's short for. 
Metcons were introduced in mass, I feel like, from CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of things that came out of CrossFit, I think, unduly have a bad reputation just because there are some people not so much anymore in the crossfit space there still are some out there that like just are like fuck it train every day you're not you you can eat this and paleo blah and whatever let them do their fucking thing you don't have to listen okay it's fine period do your shit leave us alone yeah we want to be over here living happy normal balanced lifestyles we're yes. not fucking robots but Metcons, I feel like, got a bad name because they were attached to CrossFit. But Metcons are fucking awesome. They're so useful for so many different things. They are. You can you can make yourself more explosive in the middle of your Metcon by doing box jumps between your deadlifts and your jump roping. Mm -hmm. And the, the beautiful thing about Metcons, so if you like the movements um, of like Olympic style lifting, lifting at all, you're doing those, but with proper form and lower weight so yeah, that you can... Much lower So weight. that you can do them with proper form. Mm -hmm. But... The challenge is keeping that form all the way through the Metcon. And that, that be, sometimes forces you to slow down. Yeah. And that would be no different than if uh, no Olympic weightlifters doing like an EMOM. Their yeah. EMOM weight, which is every minute, minute on, on the minute. minute, you do, you set a timer and then every, yeah. every minute you do however many of the movement is that you were given. It can be whatever. But um, Olympic lifters do a lot of EMOM work because they have that two minute period between lifts where if you did your first lift and somebody pulls out and you're the next lightest lift, you have to lift again in two minutes. Yeah. So that's why they, they utilize EMOM lifting a shit ton. So they do, they do Metcons. Like yeah. Metcons aren't these dirty things that fucking these CrossFit bro dudes made up. Like yeah. they're nothing new. You're, you're taxing, you're, you're <laughs> taxing, new. you're taxing your cardiovascular system. Yeah. You are weight training. Mm-hmm. And you're getting cardio in. And you're it's working on your form. fucking beautiful. You're working on They're your form. Great. I love them. <laughs> in, in your programming, if I were to, to program you on a progressive overload, like weightlifting program, I would probably, you know, you have days where you're dipping into the 40% one rep max territory. And yeah. you know what? We don't call those light days. We call them fast days because yeah. those are the Cardio days day. that you try to fucking get that shit going. As yeah. fa I'm really close to you today. So I was afraid I was going to fucking pop you in the face. That would have hurt because I did that really hard. I <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to mean work spousal abuse <laughs> on Meathead Test Kitchen this week. Sorry, everybody. It was almost an accident yeah. waiting to happen. It's not the first time we've almost punched each other in the face on this podcast, though. Sure. So, um, an accident. yeah, it's <laughs> promise. I actually like you. I don't want to. Plus, I'm pretty sure you could beat me up. I don't want to fucking fight you. <laughs> South Dakota. I'm from I am Iowa. From South Dakota. I'm from Iowa. The superior but, Midwest state. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're all fucking, we're all a shit show. We all try to say that one is better than the other. We're They're all in the all middle the of fucking nowhere and it's flat and there's cornfields. Like, whatever. <laughs> the at least in south dakota you have mountains yeah. um but so yeah uh you you want to use good form when you're doing a metcon and i feel like people associate crossfit with bad form all the time yes people in crossfit do have shitty form from time to time some some do, some yes. people just have terrible form that's going to be in any discipline of mm -hmm. anything in fitness you're going to find yeah like you're going to go into the gym and see some dude that's doing lap pull downs and he's fucking going all, Leaning the, way, like, all the way back like don't stop do that. doing that don't do that that's bad yeah <laughs> Do you want to blow a disc at 24? Because that's how you blow a disc at 24. Um, that's ego lifting, bros. Please don't do that. Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, the next the next training um, law is use, disuse. So use it or lose it. Mm -hmm. That's the mantra around here. If you stress your body enough, it will adapt to meet the demands that you're placing on it. 
period, end of story. That's the beautiful thing about your body. Science. Yes. On the flip side, (laughs) if you stop stressing your body, it will adapt to not being stressed and lower demands. So meet your enemy. Yeah. Your frenemy. Your frenemy. (laughs) uh, Disuse and detraining. Yeah. And here's the shitty thing. And it's so fucking rude that it's this way, but sometimes it be like that. It takes less time to detrain your body than it does to train your body. So like I said, it took me several years to get to that 205 pound deadlift. I haven't lifted 205 pounds in probably 14 or 15 months. I have a fucking knee that I got cortisone injected in last week. There is no fucking way that I, I doubt your, I doubt your leg would explode. No, off no, no. Even, even not with that, even, yeah. even like, just in general. Yeah, yeah. We're going to ignore that my knee is pissed at the world right. right now and wants to leave my body. But because you haven't but, done that. Yeah. Discipline I, I bet you it's been long enough that I could I would probably struggle pulling 155 off the floor right now because yeah. it's been so long. So like that's the shitty thing. It's it's kind of like a breakup. Yeah. Like it takes longer to get over the breakup than it did to, you know, fall for this person. Well, it's reversed. Yeah. It's fucking easier to untrain than it yeah. is to train. And that fucking sucks it's well, so think, rude like uh, and so apply the, rude. Apply i want this, to talk to the manager <laughs> apply this to your life too yeah. so this goes with nutrition as well yeah it's a lot easier to gain weight than it is to lose it yep and if you think about it so you could you know that's why we talk about like okay yes skip a day rest an extra day whatever just don't make that the excuse in the habit yeah the reason we say that is because it's so much easier to lose your muscle mass and not be able to perform perform the way that you were because you took too long of a break. Yeah. There is a difference between having a deload week and I hate this word, but being lazy. Yeah. A deload week, you're, week you're still lifting. It doesn't mean you're taking a, a week off, but it also applies to eating. So mm-hmm. you want to have, that's why I don't like personally cheat days. Cheat days like way too often I've seen it happen where you have a cheat day and it derails your entire fucking week because instead of just having that cheat meal, you're going over your whole entire week's allotted calories by like 10,000 because you wanted to eat it a whole entire oh, large yeah. pizza. Because people, humans love And your brain is addicted to, to shitty food. Yes, it so is. So the more shitty food you feed it, the more you're addicted to it. You know those cravings that you have? Yeah. Because you've been eating a Snicker bars a day? It's because your brain's addicted to the sugar. So like outsmart yourself. Yeah. Or if it's soda and the caffeine. Yes. Fuck. And everything's good in moderation. <laughs> and that's what, when, when you see people say, oh, this is good and this is bad. It's not even a, a, the principle of it being good or bad. It's the moderation part that a lot of us have an issue with. Yeah, it is. And like, we talk about that too, like retraining your brain on what a proper portion size is. Mm-hmm. And like, when we talk about moderation, that's what we're talking about. Like yeah. the actual prescribed portion size for your body type, your size, your, you know, your needs, your training, your, all of it. Yeah. And that's going to, again, your mileage may vary depending on you versus what your friend at the gym does, you yeah. know? So you want to really fucking, I mean, just, Stick with it if you can. Don't overthink it either. Yeah, don't overthink it. But also, if you're injured, like I see a lot of articles and a lot of people on social media that are like, you should train even when you're injured. It depends on your injury. Yeah, and the severity of the injury. It completely depends. You know what? I was beating myself up because I wasn't training for a while after I hurt my knee. And 
I, it really fucked with me this week because I had this cortisone injection last week. Spoiler alert. You're going to get to fucking dive into my brain for a second. It's a weird place. Um, it's like Beetlejuice and fucking My Little Pony are neighbors. They live right down the street from each other. Um, but like it really fucked with me. And I was feeling really bad about myself and really bad just about how I feel right now because I don't feel good. My knee feels like shit. Right. It's making me mentally feel like right. it's just I'm not I haven't been happy lately. And I was like, well, maybe I should train. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do? I can do Play some upper body through. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I can't do push-ups because you have to, I can't do anything where I bend my knee because of my infrapatellar infra infra fat pad got pinched and I had to get two shots of cortisone in it. So I can't lock my leg straight and I can't bend my knee. Like I, it, it's like forever for the most part at like a 45 degree angle. So it doesn't hurt, but I, there's a lot of shit you can't do. Yeah. Like even upper body stuff standing. I can't do, I can't do pushups because you have to lock your legs for that. And if you do them on your knees, obviously I can't put any yeah. pressure on my kneecap. I can't do pull-ups because that requires you to be like, there, I can't do hollows. I can't do supermans. Like I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm keeping taking a break and I'm just going to pay better attention to what I'm eating than I usually yeah. do to make up for it. Well, that's the other thing too. Like I know that how much this sucks for you, like, Ugh, because we talk, so terrible. we, we talk, I mean, we talk every day. We're, yes, we're sorry. life mates. I'm sorry. We're life mates, y'all. Thank you, but um, I'm so fucking sorry. But I understand like how much, how mentally that has fucked with you. Yeah, it's shitty. But the other thing too, that's a, a huge strong point for you is that you then took inventory self-inventory on what you could control and what you could do to still be taking care of your body yeah so like if you're struggling uh, hello <laughs> if you're struggling right now and you're listening to this podcast like okay i totally get it and i totally get how mentally fucking frustrating and defeating that can be and you're allowed be to like, sit in the puddle too right, for a minute but don't be like stay sadie there. though like take your inventory okay what can i control look into what you can do yeah because there are is there are things that you can do and that you still can control. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. And when the wagon comes back around and you're ready to hop on it, you'll hop on it and you'll meet yourself where you're at and you'll be good to go. And I'm actually going to want to lift again, which right. that's an exciting idea. It's like, oh, I'm going to be so fucking thankful to do a squat again. Like, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. It's on the horizon. Baby. Oh, <laughs> at some point, hopefully. The, um, the other law... Another law, the number six law of yeah. training today is specificity. Oh, I knew I was going to fuck that up. Dude, I typed that and was like, what am I doing? We're going to fucking. I like read through always. the notes earlier and I was like, oh, okay. Specificity. There Spec we go. Yes. Yeah, After three a period of time and two C's. After a period of time, you must move from a general training plan to a more specialized training method. That's what we were touching on earlier. Again, yes. these all overlap. They do. Okay. So you have to build a base. Period. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you progress if you don't have a solid base? I mean, right? everybody wants to do the sexy, fancy shit that you see on social media and that's all well and good. And that's a great goal, but understand you're not going to be able to do that on day one or probably even day 100. Yes, exactly. So again, this journey is if a long you're starting one from zero. And it, yes. And it takes time and it takes patience yeah. and it, it just takes a lot. Um, but you're also investing in yourself by doing this mm -hmm. shit. So don't ever forget that. You have to build that base. You have to have a solid one before you can get into the fancy shit, the heavy shit, all of the advanced shit. Yeah. You, you can't you can't start in kindergarten and expect to be a fucking scientist. Yeah. Like you have to have a base and you have to have the knowledge built to get you That's to that such point. A great analogy. Like <laughs> Dude, it, come on. For real though. Like you can't you can't 
you can't go into a kindergarten classroom and expect to take fucking college English. Right. You're not going like, to go to fucking Mar. Well, I mean, if you have money now, you can go to space. But <sighs> in the just, olden yeah, days, but can we fix our yeah. problems here first <laughs> right. before we all? You can't, I'm fine with fucking off. You can't to space, go to kindergarten but... and expect to come out a fucking rocket scientist. Like, yeah. there's got to be a knowledge base there. there there's got to put in the time work. in between. Yes. There's a lot of time in between when you know. Dr. Martinez that, you know, fucking took care of your back last week. Right. Like, there's a lot of time between when he was fucking eating his own boogers in kindergarten, <laughs> sitting body basic on the fucking alphabet rug, and yep. him getting his goddamn doctorate in medicine. Right. There's a there's lot of a fucking lot time. of time and work and effort that went into having yes. a doctorate. Think so, about it like that. Like, no doctor fucking walks into a high school and then is, like, immediately amazing when they come out yeah. of high school. They're not even like, they're still, they're amazing when they come out of college, but they still need to get more amazing and that's why the residents like exactly so like the other if you like food you don't like and you okay Ooh. so you don't Shit, we're gonna you talk don't about start, food here you don't start like with making toast when you're fucking three years old yeah. to being a culinary artist like yeah. come on so if you want to get squats at a big weight you're gonna have to start with air squats yeah you need to have proper form air squats before you're throwing around big fucking weight. Form over everything. Always. Uh, always. Period. End of story. Then you move to dumbbells. We've had this conversation before. <laughs> and then you fucking move to the yeah. barbell. You don't start with a barbell with fucking 160 pounds on it when you can't do a perfect uh, form air squat and then expect to not end yourself one. Yeah. So then you go to that barbell squat and then you can morph that into the front squat and then you can turn that into a clean and then the squat clean and boom, yeah. you're fucking clean and jerking in no time. Exactly. But you need to build up that knowledge base. And for some people, again, we're going to talk about the law of individual differences again because that's how this shit works. They all fucking tie into each other. It's just they're all plugged in. It's yeah. like... <laughs> It's like that one outlet at your grandparents' house that had the six outlet adapter oh and yeah. none of them were grounded and like the cords are frayed, but the, all of them are fucking yeah. plugged in. And then there's one hanging off the side. That's what this is. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is like. They're all plugged in and they're so, all connected. So you, you have to, you have to realize that for somebody else, their evolution might be quicker than yours and that's okay. We all have an evolution and it's going to look different from everyone. Don't discount your evolution because someone else's looks different. Yeah, exactly. That's so not fair to yourself. Like, You're not drop. even giving yourself a fucking chance. Yes, exactly. For real. Don't do that to yourself. If, if you want to run a marathon, you obviously are going to build your endurance via running and not riding a bike or rowing per se. You're right. going to start with the interval runs. You're going to start at 100 meters at a time. Yeah. That's how you start training for a fucking marathon if you've never run one before. Yeah. Like you start out running and walking and running and walking. And then you'll finally start running longer. And you run a whole mile. And longer. Unbroken. Yeah. And, and before you, you know it, that. you're fucking like our friend Chris Whitney who exactly. ran 166 miles over the span of six days. He ran a marathon plus every day. Yeah. Do you think he thought he could ever fucking do that? And do you think he just got off his couch and did that? No, no. that took years. <laughs> I have known that guy. What year is it? I feel like Andre Dawson from that fucking. <laughs> what year, year is it? Um, I have known him for 12 years, 12 years. And he's always kind of been a runner. He recently in the last like, you know, five years started picking up running seriously again. Mm -hmm. And look at him now. Like, yeah, yeah. that's five years, but it's only to five train years for the discipline that you're going for. Yeah, that's all that this law means. Yeah. Don't don't sabotage yourself for the love of Christ. Yeah. Please don't sabotage yourself. Yeah. So there are two bits that are involved with the law of specificity. Specificity. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> 
that fucking word that I typed. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is going to be terrible. <laughs> Neuromuscular adaptation and technique functionality are, are two very important bits in specificity. Yes. Um, neuromuscular adaptation is a group of factors that enhance your health, your fitness, and your athletic performance. Yes. Increased central nervous system activation, increased motor unit act- organization, increased activation of con- contractile apparatuses. Basically, your like your muscles. muscles. <laughs> your muscles. That's a fancy term for muscles. Uh, laurel- lowered neural inhibition. Lord, <laughs> lowered neural inhibitory reflexes. There we go. Sorry, you're fine. And the layman's term <laughs> for that would be when you're done laughing, you just you react faster. <laughs> okay, see, you react. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna get there. Okay. Ah, uh, sorry. Uh, I I'm sorry. Sometimes I type <laughs> this shit and I'm like, ah, that's not gonna. It's fucking- a tongue twister. It is a tongue yeah. twister, but. It's important to know the real terms for things because if yes. you want to look them up, like the way that we if you jargon, hear this now, you'll know what it is. Yeah. The way that we jargon stuff sometimes is not the technical term. And I don't want that to fuck you over because I used a term that isn't like, you know, the term. So yes. When we use these stupid big words that don't make any sense, it's just so that if you need to Google them later to learn more about it, you can't. Or you see it and you're like, oh, my God, I heard that on yeah. we had Test Kitchen. I know what that is now. When we're not talking about poop and farts. Yes. There, we got our poop Ooh, and farts hello. in for the day. Hello. Bingo card. Um, so sports science research has found that gray matter tissue, which is a tissue found in your brain and your spinal cord, is responsible for muscle control. Um, also, your sensory perception. Mm-hmm. So, like, you fucking, it's, it's the... It's the hard drive for your fucking computer. Yes. So um, it becomes more dense with resistance training. So the more that you mm. train your body, you're also training your brain. Now, there is, a, I think it's like a Nordic track commercial that's out right now with Michael Phelps where he's talking about training your body also trains your mind. And I was yes. like, mm. boom. Yes. Mic from drop. from the man. I Michael Phelps, if you ever yes. listen to our podcast, <laughs> we love you. Please hang Very out much. with us. Um, I want to talk about all the fucking training you did yeah. to, to get all them golds because you're fucking incredible. But um, he talks about how training your body trains your mind. And it's very true. Like, this is something I feel like in the last 10 years, fitness has finally started to figure out because more people are going to therapy and using fitness as a way to, like, deal with their mental health. Yeah. Fitness is beneficial to your body in so many fucking ways that we don't even realize yet. Science is just now figuring this yeah. out specifically specificity yeah. for your brain this density is highly connected to the motor control and cognitive uh, jesus christ it's cognition i'm sorry cognition. i started to say it and i was like cognition. cog factory no one knows what that means unless oh, you're from omaha rip and piss <laughs> cog factory i never uh, got to go there but i didn't oh. either um so okay again i'll read this again i apologize and i'm not cutting this out because you have to know that we fuck up um the density is highly connected to motor control and cognition in the elderly yeah um so by increasing gray matter your brain and your shit in your spinal cord cord, you can effectively combat aging and improve your quality of life and this is why when you see these old ladies on instagram pulling 150 pounds off the floor in a deadlift it's because they've been doing it for a long time Mm -hmm. when your Mm -hmm. body is used to that why do you think they look so young dude for real for real (laughs) honestly every single older generation person that is lifting weights in the gym like heavy shit why do you think they look young it's yeah. not because they treated their body like shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, from I'm from a place where we did not. I'm from a, sh- a small town in Iowa that was like meth land in the late 90s, early 2000s. So like lots of low income white people. 
lots of meth, lots of alcohol. I will tell you, people that abuse their bodies with hard drugs and alcohol look like shit by the time they're fucking 40. Yeah. They look like they're 60. If you smoke cigarettes on top of all that shit, you're going to throw another fucking 10 years on yourself. Yeah. Like if you sometimes don't want to get good old, genetics, but sometimes it is good genetics. But if you're most of the time, it's not. Yeah. Be good to your body and your body will be good to you for as long as you fucking live. Yeah. Like for sure. It's so important to think about that, especially now, like we're in our 30s. But we have a lot of people that have found us on TikTok that are still in their like late teens into their early 20s into their mid 20s. Like you're young as fuck still. I know that it's fun to go out and party and do all that shit, but that shit has a shelf life and it goes it up by the time you're almost 30. So when you're done partying, you need to figure out what else you're going to do. And maybe parlaying that into fitness is a good thing because you've, you're done with abusing your body by not sleeping and getting fucked up every weekend. Yeah. Take care of your body because guess what? You're going to get old yeah. and it happens <laughs> fucking fast. It sure do. Wait till take you get to 30. care of yourself. It goes, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, uh, take care of yourself. Um, so the seventh uh, training law that we're going to talk about today is the GAS principle. So GAS stands for general adaptation syndrome and it occurs in three stages. Yes. A, the alarm stage caused by application of intense training stress. So the overload principle. Yep. Hello. This is the tying it all together. Tie it all together with a nice bow because that's what we do yeah. here for you because we like you. Uh, the second stage is the resistance stage. That's when our muscles adapt in order to resist greater weights more efficiently. So this is going to be overcompensation. This is going to be said and use disuse. Yes. Funny how these things are yeah, all starting to flower. Hey. And then uh, the final is the exhaustion stage. Yep. So if you if you persist in stressing your body too much, you're going to exhaust its reserves and will be forced to stop training. Yeah. Um, basically, the gas law says that there has to be a period of low intensity training or complete rest following periods of high intensity training. The ultimate kicker to the entire fucking episode is about to happen. Are you ready? Are for you this ready? TikTok? Are you are ready? Are you fucking are you are ready? You ready? If you're not a Nebraska football fan, you have no fucking idea what that means, but here it comes. The reason behind this, the training stress you've put your body under is received as trauma. Yes. You've injured your muscles and you need to give them a chance to rest and rebuild. This is why rest days are so fucking important. Boom. So if you've come in our DMs or our comments and you have told us that we're bullshit because you have to train hard 24 7 365 science says no that's the anabolic part of anabolic like science. you have to like the anabolic part of training the anabolic part of anabolic i get paid to say words jesus christ but like that's the part of training this is where your training pays off this is where your training pays off and again we're going to talk about maddie rogers but a because i fucking love her but b if you've watched her anytime on Instagram, you see she lifts every day and that's great. That's totally fine. She has a coach that does her training for her. She is a very experienced athlete. She is not new to any of this stuff. She's been doing gymnastics and cheerleading and all yeah. that shit since high school. So like she is well adapted to this. She is the exception to the rule. Athletes like her are the exception to the rule because they are professional athletes. Yes. You are not a professional athlete. If you are an athlete, but you are not a professional athlete, if you're not getting paid to compete in sport, you don't need to be doing said sport seven days a week. Nope. How you're not going to all that muscle that you've been dreaming about. Yeah, you're not going to have is it going to be able to happen because you're overtraining your fucking body. Yes. You can't build muscle unless you give your muscles time to rest and rebuild and repair. 
That's where the building happens. Yeah. Fucking rest. Yeah. The real <laughs> magic happens when you're not even fucking doing anything. When you're asleep. Again. You're not even awake. Again. You're literally sleeping. It's so fucking rude. It's so fucking God. rude. They make you do all this work in the gym and then the real shit happens when you're sleeping. You're literally sleeping. And that's why if you're not sleeping enough, your gains are shit. And if you're drinking and you're getting shitty sleep, your gains the alcohol shit. is in, in, in inhibiting your body from in taking the protein that you ate all fucking day. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, fucking you, rest. You want gains? Don't drink a lot. Yeah. You can still drink. Don't drink moderation. Again, there's moderation. moderation. Add that to your bingo moderation. card. Okay. So there you go. Now you can dissect and understand <laughs> yeah. why your coach or trainer plans things out the way that they do. Yep. It's with purpose always. And remember, if you ever ask your trainer or coach, why am I doing this? And they can't or won't answer you. Find a new fucking coach. Yeah, uh, your coach should be able to give you logic behind why they're having you do said thing, especially if you say, hey, this doesn't feel good. Can we do something else? Or why are we doing this? If they don't answer you, leave immediately. Yeah, just like, go. Just leave. You can find somebody better. Don't worry about your fucking month or whatever that you have to deal with yeah. it later. Fucking call yeah. when you're gone. Yeah. But um, you can get you can get a lot out of your training when you finally understand why your coach is doing it the way that they are. Yep. Sure. When you understand the roadmap, obviously it's going to be easier to find your destination, right? Exactly. So it's it's one of those things. It's a lot of information. All the show notes will be on the website. Um, you can get some sick new MTK merch while you're checking out the show notes because we talked about a lot of shit today. Shop.herdatmedia.com or check out the merch link at meatheadtestkitchen.com. If you have questions, you can always send us an email. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Um, we love to hear from you. It seriously, like when we get emails, I screenshot them and squee and then send them to Sasha. So <laughs> thank you for Makes actually like, we love you. Uh, thanks for emailing us and sending us DMS and answering our question thingies on Instagram yeah. and showing up to our TikTok lives and shit. You're the best. You're fucking awesome. Don't us. stop being awesome. You yes. can keep up with us on all of our socials at meathead test kitchen, literally everywhere except for Twitter. There we're MTK staff. Um, yeah. we're just yelling into the void about yeah. <laughs> nothing on Twitter usually. So it doesn't really matter. And I don't usually use Twitter unless yeah. I'm being sarcastic. So if you love what we do here at MTK, please leave a review. Yeah. Please rate the show. Yeah, it that helps, us, helps a ton, us a lot. Um, and we love you forever until next week. We hit test kitchen out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.